Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your co-host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we've got a great episode for you today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is McKenna Burns. I am from Columbia, Maryland, East Coast DMV area, and I'm happy to be here. Yay. We're yeah. happy that you're here. I was telling you, you off mic, the hardest part is just showing up, mm. right? Yeah. 70%. I think a lot of people, it's a big ask sometimes to be like, hey, can you come to this unknown location? You know, I mean, down yeah. by the beach, but a lot of people don't check that out or whatever. Yeah, and then you yeah, come yeah. in and by the time we get you in the couch, we got you taken care yeah. of. So. Yeah, that's why I got security over there. Yeah, there definitely. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and I'm an adventurous person. Yeah. So I kind of feel like you know, I and then also Long Beach kind of reminds me of somewhere that I grew up near. Mm. Um, Baltimore City is it has very similar vibes. It's so like a port town type of thing. Yeah, there's an inner harbor and it's like the energy is just a little different. It's yeah. a little like downtown and everything. And so I um I feel kind of at home mm. down here. So nice. yeah, it's cool. I like it's it. Cool. I've never been to Baltimore yet. However, I have had several teammates from Baltimore, you know, okay. through my experiences. Yeah. And the kind of common thread I'm seeing is you guys are very good, very adaptable, I yeah, would say. Absolutely. It's different from like a New York type of thing. Like there's not that like ego pride thing of, mm. you know what I mean? I'm from this part or this and that, which yeah. Baltimore, they should be prideful in their city. However, they're very, they just jump in and go, right. It doesn't matter if it's LA, San Diego, mm. whatever. They're like, oh yeah, this is what we do. And yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. The East coast, everybody walks fast, yeah. a little aggressive, <laughs> yeah. um, but we're very, we, we can adapt. We can move, move with things on the fly and um, I'm proud to be where I'm from. Yeah. You know? yeah it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. I think we should definitely start out by saying we sort of were lucky enough to be in your presence yeah, over at Sip and sure. Saunder oh, a week ago and got to witness you obviously in your craft and in your element and yeah. it was very inspiring for both of us. Thank it's one you. of those things where I like to pride myself. I think I'm an amazing communicator orally. Right. I'm very powerful with my yeah. words. That's sort of my background. However, I can't sing for shit. So <laughs> it's like that is a whole area of communication that yeah. like you're able to tap into this next ether and I go, oh, that's it. Like the ability to bring somebody to tears yeah. with yeah. your craft out of like the emotion that you're able to convey. I want to hear all about your creative process. I want to hear about sort of what works for you, what doesn't work, where you're trying to take it, how you're trying to, I would just want to get into it all today. Listen, I can talk all day about it. Love um, it. So I started singing when I was three years old. Wow. Um, it's kind of like I was just born with yeah. this like passion. Um, and I have always been very interested in business. Um, and so at a very young age, I was doing research on um, record labels and I was figuring out, uh, I, I really, um, I had such deep interest in the business that I would watch like Beyonce interviews and I'd listen to her talk all day about the meetings she would have and uh, all of the experiences that they were going through. And um, I really focused on taking my time and making sure that it felt right. Mm. And um, so as I was growing up, of course, I did I did a pageant. I was in modeling as a young girl, and I did dance and everything, performing arts, I did it, um, as well as sports. I, everything entertainment, I played about over 10 sports, 12 mm. if you really count everything. Um, so I've always been very performative and like, let's go do it, like this is the moment. Um, and so... 
as a little kid, I was very shy and I really had to take time to develop like the confidence to take a deep breath, mm. get on stage and share with everybody why this means so much to me. Um, and my dad helped me with that as well. Like I have a, a video on my YouTube where it's kind of like me defining myself for the world. And um, there's a video in there of me singing in my, my childhood home. And you see me kind of taking this deep breath. Mm. And he'd always say like, take a deep breath. Yeah. And so I'd go, and I'd make this super exaggerated deep yeah. breath. And then I'd sing. And um, it just was such a, my focus as a kid was always like, I have to sing. Like I have to sing. And, you know, I've had detours and things like that, but I've always come back to my music. Mm -hmm. And um, now that I'm uh, pretty much, I don't know, I, there are so many starting points and there are always so many firsts when you're an independent artist that it's like, I don't want to say like I just got started, but I, I am sort of like just getting out there mm -hmm. with putting my music on major streaming platforms and getting more serious about how people see me and everything like that. Um, but at, at 14, I was releasing music on SoundCloud. Mm. Uh, at eight years old, I would burn my own CDs. Yeah. Um, I've always been in it. And so now as I'm uh, in my 20s and, and shooting for the stars, I, I want more, you mm. know, like I'm, I'm striving to be the best and, and to work uh, not to work, but to really just get out everything that I know is inside of me to get that out and express that for mm. people to see and to hear. And so, um, you know, as I, as I look to the future, uh, this 2023, I really focused on establishing my identity and sharing with people, this is who I am. Um, so I, I have, I released five singles this year and four of the five singles I produced myself. I wrote mm. myself. Um, I paid the engineer. We booked the studio time, everything. I did everything myself. Wow. Um, and it was important to me to do that because I wanted to know, like I'm invested, you know, and, and it means so much to me that I'll do the things that are uncomfortable. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll work through the um, stress and the anger that you feel when your computer's not working yeah. right. You know, like all of those experiences. That's the worst, isn't it? When the computer's oh not working. Gosh. I hate that. When That's honestly my biggest fear. I have two fears, okay? Uh -huh. um, when I go to, let's say, like we're eating a dinner or something like that, right? We're sitting down. I give the guy my card. I know there's money on the card, right? right? But the worst feeling is when homie when comes back and he's like, like, sir, <laughs> excuse me. And I'm like, you what, have another what do you form of Yeah, and I'm like, like I want, almost want to triple check my card. Right. And then the second one is if we have a guest on even you like sound check everything i yeah. don't want to hit record and then the software is like excuse me your battery or whatever like you, yeah, yeah. you know what you gotta upgrade your subscription <laughs> right, if you want to do right, this right. and i'm just like oh sorry hey five minutes let me get that and like yeah. it yeah that's part of it right but i it's, love it yeah it's always worth it to double check with your software mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't go wrong but um yeah so i i, I took 2023 to um really just express everything like that I am innately and everything that I am inside of myself. And now 
as I'm looking to the future for next year, I'm really about like collaboration. Like I feel like, all right, like there's no question. This is who I am. This is what I want to yeah. do. Like now let's go and be on these platforms and meet these amazing people and collaborate with other musicians and artists and I can show up as myself. Mm. And so that's always been the priority for me to show up authentically and um I'm not a very good liar I don't, yeah. I don't I'm not good at like pretending or anything so it's it only feels right if I'm being myself so uh yeah and for the future I'm looking to collaborate with people I'm looking to um have more performances in front of more people um and uh just work on new music I, I'm in no rush to put out more music I want it to feel again right. Mm. I want it to feel good, and I want to find people that um, have the same level of passion and drive um, because I want to do everything to the best of my ability. Yeah. So, yeah, I just am, I'm excited. You yeah, know? I, there's everything to do. You know, so I want to go back into the confidence because mm -hmm. I think confidence in anything that you do is a huge part in Absolutely. in everything. Yeah. How, because I've struggled with confidence. I still struggle with confidence. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a, a lifelong thing. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be times where you're like doubting yourself or you're like, oh, I'm not good enough for that or this mm -hmm. and that. How, how do you work through that? Yeah. So it's interesting. This, just this, in the past few weeks, I have had to come to terms with the fact that I have to tell myself I love you and believe it. Mm. Um, and I have made a couple of significant life lifestyle shifts over the past couple years that have um, sort of positioned me to be able to open my mind up to that idea, mm. you know, of saying, like, I love you and I believe it. Um, but being a singer and being on stage and a performer and you don't even think that that's an issue. You know what I mean? Like I think prior to this, this year, I hadn't even considered that I might have to dive deeper into whether or not I'm truly confident. Mm. Um, and I think that I had to figure that out because I was saying like, all right, I want to show up as myself. Like if, if I'm really going to do this music thing, like I have to, articulate who I am to the best of my ability or it's not worth it. Um, and that's just how I feel as, as an artist. Um, but when it comes to confidence, like, yo, it's a, it's like a everyday thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, but I do, I will say this, the more that I am honest and the more that I am truthful and I'm speaking just straight from my heart, the more I feel like, okay. Yeah. Like, I can be confident in that. And I've had a lot of different things that have made me feel insecure. Um, just physically, I had bad acne as a kid. And so um, there was a certain point in um, doing the whole Instagram thing and all of that when you have this mm. whole, everybody's trying yeah. to make videos and stuff like that, where I was like, no makeup, no anything, and just acne all over my face. Mm. And I was like, whatever. Like, you have to take me as I am because this is who I'm showing up yeah. as. Um, so that's one component, but then also like... I don't want to skip over that. Let's yeah. hang there for a second because that's sure. something where I want to see is you're gorgeous, Thank by the you. way, too. Thank you. So are you, right? Absolutely. And one of the biggest things that I think... If I, if let's say me and, let's say if I die tomorrow, 
I know that I was able to help Hannah just maybe if it's just 10% with her confidence, because mm-hmm. that's my, that's all I have. When I walk yeah. in, I'm not the most talented guy, but I work really fucking hard. Yeah. So therefore all the talent that I've accumulated is just the product of hours and hours of practice. Right. And just, I, I get crazy behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a good podcast. Cause I right. spent so many hours repping it. How do we do this? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. However, when you guys are given this God given talent of like, beauty sometimes right because it is an aspect right there's all good or bad there's people looking at you things get a little weird right you guys don't see yourself how everybody sees you and that's the wildest thing i don't think that i think the secret sauce is that you can't sometimes even if you're just the prettiest marilyn monroe or beyonce level beauty right if you actually are able to see what's in the mirror maybe it's kind of bad for you but sometimes you're talking about yourself and I'm like, Hey babe, it is not nearly like you got to crank it up at least three notches. Mm. All right. You're at like a four right now. I'm okay. If you're at like an eight. All right. You don't have to be 10 out of 10 and think like I'm the baddest girl ever this and that. Oh my God. Can't nobody hang with me. But like you, your ability and confidence is contagious. Right. So that's where I want to know is like, have you been able coming out of that? Do you still, when did you stop seeing yourself as that, you know, pimple face girl that was just you know (laughs) awkward trying to develop and turn into a woman right Right. because it you know you can't you you become the beautiful woman you are and then it takes a little while to like actually see it in the mirror right yeah 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 I I um as a kid I I so my my dad was very well known growing up and I grew up in the same town that he grew up in Mm -hmm. and so there's this a bit of legacy that comes with that um, and, uh, our family is, is fairly well known, um, just in the, the small town area, mm. you know, nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but just people know people, yeah. you know? And so going to school, there was always like, oh, that's, that's, uh, Danny Burns' little, mm. that's Danny Burns' daughter. <laughs> and that's, and then I have an older brother. And so I was always kind of in the shadow, but I learned very quickly, like, all right, like people see me, you know? Um, and it took a while for me to express who I am authentically. So they were seeing me, but they weren't seeing every part of me. Um, but for me, I'm just human. Yeah. Like, I, like it's, I don't think I'll ever see what people see. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's not to say that I don't have, I don't see my value. I see my value, but the value that I see is, in the conversations we can have and the the experience that we get to have when we do relate just as human beings mm. and um yeah so i don't think i'm oh. a, i still think like yeah. you know i'm bad i'm pretty and yeah. all that but i i'll never there's never a moment in my life where i'm like like I can't relate to people because uh, I look like this or I walk like this or I talk like this. I'm human. Mm. Would it be surprising to you guys? I want to hear both your answers on this one. I just thought of if somebody came up to you and was like, oh, I wish I looked like you. Right. Is that a weird kind of paradigm to be in for you? I, I, I have a hard time answering. Like if someone were to come up to me and say that, I don't know what I would answer. I just like, yeah, no, like I, I would be, I would get really, really awkward. Even like, if you like growing up, I have a twin sister. Okay. We look the same. That's so cool. <laughs> that my a lot of my insecurity or confidence issues has always been in the fact that I was always compared to someone else. Right. I was never viewed as my own individual right. for my own strengths, my own beauty, my whatever. It was always yeah. Hannah and Josephine. You know, Hannah is 
has a chubbier face than Josephine. It was right. it was a constant comparison. Yeah, yeah. And I had to really work through understanding that no, I am my own person. Right. We, we look the same. We get the same DNA. I get it. Right. But I'm also my own person. Right. Um, I have my own strengths. I have my own weaknesses. I am not exactly like her. And I think when I was able to work through that, which was three years ago, it was very mm-hmm. recent. Um, I was able to just let go of that and just understand that no, no one's, no one truly is like me. Yeah. And, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's hard. It's so hard. And there's still times where you, you go on Instagram and you see these girls and you, they got the bodies and the hair and the skin. And like, I also struggled with, with acne. I still struggle with it. Yeah. And you see all these girls with perfect skin and this and right. that. And you're like, dang, why, do I, why is my skin not like right. that? Like, there's always <laughs> times where you're like, dang it. But then it's also like, well, I'm my own person, though. Exactly. This is my journey. This is my life. This is my beauty. We're all beautiful in so many different ways. Yeah. I don't have to look like that girl to also be beautiful. Exactly. Um, and just understanding that your own unique beauty that that's you and that's beautiful yeah um but it it takes time it takes a lot of work to get there yeah it's um absolutely uncomfortable so have has anybody like said to you like I wish I looked exactly like you or I want so I want I've had people say I want my granddaughter to look exactly mm-hmm. like you and I'm like hold up like is she born yet right like, what's, yeah. what's going on like so has anybody ever like come up to you and said like I want my I want to look exactly like you no I don't I think there's been like certain features they've said like I want your lashes or I want this like there's there's been specific parts but there's never been like I want to look exactly like you like same height same everything you know um but no it's never happened. the reason I thought about it was because you remind me of my younger sister so that's where like you bring it and she I know what she's gonna turn into she's 16 right now so she's gonna turn into a a very beautiful brown woman you know what I mean great curls great skin cologne everything very similar to me right so that's the fun part of like So that's where like everything kind of gets shifted because like I have people be like, oh my God, you have a perfect skin tone. And I'm like, I know, right? Like that shit's awesome. Like you wish you had this, right? But I think I'm a guy. Things are different. Like I can always play it off with comedy, but Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, oh, your curls are amazing. I'm like, yeah, I know. Maui, you know, throw some shampoo in there, you know, call it a day. I was like, don't make me grow them out now. You start talking shit. I'll come back in six months with some locked up. Yeah. Like don't poke the bear. All right. Like I'm being nice right now. But yeah, that's how I operate. And it's just so funny because not to make it like a race thing or anything like that, but you are Barbie. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're you're the mold of the standard of beauty for the past 150 years, right? Mm-hmm. And even the mold, it's almost like the movie that came out, right? Even the mold, the perfect thing doesn't fly higher than the confidence like grip that mm-hmm. it has on everybody, right? And right. I just think that's amazing because no matter how like high what it seems like on the outside, it's often not that way exactly. on the inside. Yeah. And like you do have to take care of what's inside, what's in between the ears. Yeah. And I just think that's spectacular. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted two really pretty women to say like, hey, guess what? I struggle with beauty as well. Yeah. Like I look in the mirror and I sometimes feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. guess what? That's okay. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I um I definitely think that confidence is beauty Mm. you know like 
it's nothing beats confidence. And even on your worst days, like if you could say like, this is who I am mm. and I can do whatever I want mm. and I'm going to jump on stage yeah. anyway. Like that is the beauty of it. Yeah. And I think that's what makes people gravitate towards you. Um, so yeah, I yeah. love that. I have like two questions just firing off right yeah. now. This is a good episode already so yeah. far. Guys. I'm having yeah. a great time. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> before you start, I just want to say for anybody listening, wondering how this experience is, this is super professional. Oh. Y'all are super amazing, super <laughs> thank sweet. So you. thank I appreciate you for having that. Me. You should have yeah, start. Yeah. You should have saw us when we started though. Right, yeah. hundred oh. episodes ago, it was. Uh, What's your name? What's awkward. this? What's that? Uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, thank you. Get better every episode, right? Yeah. You just build on it. So, absolutely, absolutely. the coolest thing why I want to talk to artists is because I have two kind of things as an average person, right? Mm -hmm. Where I find the most inspiration ever is two things. The first one is like old school fighters, Muhammad Ali, Mike right. Tyson, people who are actually going to war in yeah. that moment. You know, you watch mm -hmm. them go from the ring of, oh my God, I'm so nervous in the back of the ring. I've dreamed about this guy beating me. I don't know what's going on. Have I trained enough? Am I prepared? Am I prepared? Right. I used to do a lot of that. Like I didn't wrestle at a high level, but I was a very good at, I lettered in all sports, things mm -hmm. like that, ran track in college, things like right. that. But nothing the foundation of my life and my mindset is, and this is really good for the listeners, is when I used to walk into the circle of a mm. wrestling room, packed house, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's another man that came over from another school. He's sitting here. He's here. Right. They tell you, hey, you got 30 minutes. Hey, you got 15 minutes. Hey, you got 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden you're warmed up, you're sweaty. You got to walk out there. I'm, uh-oh, I've dreamed of this man beating me. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't mm. know what's going to happen. The second I step in the circle, it goes blank. Everything's here. I'm right there. I'm here. It's right now. Only one man's walking out of here. We're going to see who Venture O'Neill is. And I forget about everything else. I don't remember the lights. I don't remember the referee. I just remember going to work, practicing all the moves I did, just doing my best, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing that I absolutely love, it makes me cry thinking about it, is when you see a video of like Jack Harlow in mm -hmm. 2011 or something like that, performing in front of seven people. Three of them are like his mom, his brother, mm -hmm. or whoever right. else. And then like a couple janitors that are like, <laughs> it's quiet over here. Yeah. And then you fast forward to whatever, 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 three years, you know, and right. then it's boom. Right. 700,000 people or whatever, just the biggest festival yeah. in Europe, this and that. And I go, that's the definition of the process. That's yes. a guy who believed in himself before anybody else did. That's mm -hmm. the foundation. And then through his work, progress and craft and mastering that craft, regardless if you like the music, regardless of whatever you feel about it, that's undeniable. Mm. Right. And that's where you have the potential to do something like that. I'm all for it. Like, Absolutely. it's the best thing ever because once you see it and you try to achieve something like that as an independent artist, right, the sky's the limit. And that's what we're really big on this show is like... Nobody was going to give me a radio show. If I had pitched Natural Thoughts and Talks 10, 15 years ago, back when you were a young guy, get the fuck out of here. You know, yeah. what are you talking about? No, this and that. Because I'm wild. I'm uncensored. I don't mm -hmm. stick to time. I'm not good with authority. Like, it's right. just a weird thing. But right. we have the opportunity to do things like that and scale a proper show to exactly. bring to as many people that have ears. Like, and it's an awesome thing. So I want to hear, what is your process for walking into the ring? Yeah before a performance that's a really good question first off a little sidebar i am a boxing fan mm. um i am up on like i just saw Devin haney's fight uh with regis progray oh. um i 
Tank is from Baltimore. Javante Tank Davis is from Baltimore. So every fight that he fights, I, I'm watching. And um, it, my dad is has always been a fan. And then my brother, he he boxed as a as a child, and then uh, he also wrestled. Um, and so we both grew up in sports. So just a little sidebar. Yeah. But when it comes to getting ready, like somebody last Friday, they asked me, like, are you nervous? And I always kind of explain it like, like a month out, you know that you have this thing coming, so you start preparing, right? And you're like, all right, I've, I've been working out, I've been rehearsing, I have the song ready, you know, like I'm ready to go. And then as it starts to get closer, you feel a little bit of butterflies mm -hmm. starting because your mind starts racing about what is it going to be like? Like you want to try to get yourself in that mode. Like, are people going to come? Like, is it going to be cold? What should I wear? Yeah. Things like that. And so you get a, a little bit of butterflies or at least I do. And then once it's like the day of, like, I really kind of see it this way that there's no room for fear. I have to rely on the fact that I've prepared. Mm. I have to rely on the fact that I've spent time meditating, looking myself in the mirror and deciding this is who I am and I'm confident in that so that there's no question when I get up here on this stage, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't always been the case. Like sharing earlier, when I was a little girl, I would have to mm -hmm. breathe in real hard and my eyes would get big and I would be like, <laughs> and um, it was a completely different situation. But now... I definitely have a fighter's mentality mm. when I get on stage. Like, it, even if a note doesn't go so right, like, I'm like, all right, get it back next time. Yeah. Like, do it harder next time. Like, it, it, sometimes you get hit, but it's cool. You know what mm. I mean? Like, you shouldn't be afraid to get hit. So now that I have been performing for a while and... Um, I also started my own show on YouTube. I do mm. like a live stream, a Friday live yeah. live stream. And so I've had 14 weeks of that. And it's been like, you can see from the first one, yeah. I'm sitting down with my computer and trying like to make it all happen. And then it just grows and, mm. and evolves. But even through that process, I was able to um, acknowledge fear and do it anyway. Mm. And so that was really the turning point where when y'all saw me last Friday, it was a completely different person than when I was performing 14 weeks ago mm. on my first Friday live stream. Um, so it, it's constantly evolving, but a great analogy with the boxing mm. because I'm a huge boxing, not huge, but a, a growing boxing fan. And um, I definitely see my performances like a fight, like I'm yeah. getting ready for a fight and uh, I, I attack it with tenacity and, um, it, it, it's just it feels good to do that so mm. that's how I feel and then looking into the future because you talked about you know that evolution as an artist um, I absolutely see myself selling out arenas yeah. and um, just traveling all across the world and uh, being as creative as possible mm. and singing and sharing my heart with the world like that's who I am that's yeah. what I want to be so um, you know, there, there'll be some videos every now and then my friends and family will send videos to us of a performance that we don't even remember. And oh. I'm like in a little <laughs> church room or something or in somebody's yeah. living room or something like that, or on the side of the street. Like I remember performing, like I was just singing on the side of the street, like at, outside of this mall. And, um, it just to see where you've started and 
to kind of keep going from there. Mm. That's what I feel comfort in. As yeah. long as things change, yeah. I'm good. Like yeah. if we stay yeah. the same, I don't feel good. Yeah. But if things continue to change and I continue to grow and evolve, then I'm good. So yeah, we're going to get to those arenas yeah. soon. Definitely. And I think at the end of the day, you can only control so much. You can't, you can't control the audience. You can't control how many people will show up. You yeah. can't control necessarily if it's going to be hot or cold right you can only control yourself yeah and and i think if if you feel well prepared and if you do whatever you need to do to to feel good and feel yourself on that stage or whatever you're doing that that's it that's all you can that's all you can do you know yeah so I, i really loved that answer that was great and it was super helpful at what point do you kind of zone out or zone sorry not zone out zone in that's mm-hmm. what that's the feeling that i'm talking about right. of is it when you have the mic is it when you start is it when you stand up out of your seat when they call your name is it when you're backstage and you come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. when do you or does it do you not have that so it's kind of in uh stages so i say 48 hours before performance is a different experience um and i do everything internally externally so my dad is also my trainer he's mm. he's my uh, he's my chef yeah. he, he does everything for me and yeah we'll get into that too yeah, yeah. that's interesting yeah he's he's wonderful but um we'll manage our meals differently so i typically fast um and usually three to four days out, I'll fast. Oh, that's cool. Um, so does this help your process for singing and absolutely. stuff? Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So because as a singer, your your body is your instrument. Like your throat is what you have to take care of. So um, anything, the weather, rain, um, what you eat, how 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 much you weigh today, like whether your your muscles are sore or not all of it contributes to if you can hit that note, Mm. you know? So it's important to me to try to give myself as much of a runway as possible to that performance. Mm. So 48 hours at least, um, my diet changes. So I'm not eating any bread, sugar. uh, I don't drink any alcohol. Um, Just keeping it as minimal as possible. I'll have grains, really vegetables only. Mm. Um, And that gives me like a the confidence internally to say okay my breathing is right i'm strong i know i have all the vitamins and nutrients that i need like i'm good to go um but then as we get past that 48 hour period and we get closer into it's time to perform i definitely get a little quiet um things things. at what point like are we talking past that 48 period like an hour out to are you at the venue already 48 hours is like Things are completely different. Mm. Like three days, I can still be like fun and we can go somewhere and we can do something. But once we hit that 48 hour mark, Uh, I'm a completely different mm. person. So I can be a little uh, irritable. Mm. Like things get on my nerves (laughs) a little bit more. Um, And I try to manage my emotions, you know, but I really turn into this person where I have to it's just who I am. I have to give everything, mm. you know, like mm. I, I can't, I can't fake it. You know, I'm, I'm not a good liar. I yeah. can't fake it. So 48 hours is really that mark. And then once it's like the day of the performance, no matter what time the performance is, the day of it's just, I rehearse, I give myself time to do my vocal warmups and then it's silence for a little bit. Mm. Um, and then depending on, 
how I'm feeling. Like typically if I'm a little sad or if I'm feeling like stress or anything like that, I'll turn on some trap music or love hip hop. Um, so I'll turn on something to kind of get me back into mm. like being presentable for the world. Um, but then once we're there at the venue, it's, it's really like, once I get in the car, it's go time. Like I just assume that people are looking at me. I assume that there's a different energy about me because I'm on a mission, you know, you know? So I, um, yeah, the car is a different experience. And then getting to the, to the venue, I typically arrive places an hour early, Mm. um, when I'm performing uh, at 30 minutes at the least, but. And once you hit the venue, are you already ready to sing right then and there? Absolutely. Like I I just assume that people are going to be like, sing this, sing this, right now, right now. So, and as a kid, I'd always be put on the spot. So, and then when you have a, a level of like, uh, like talent like within your body it does kind of seem like people are like do it right now Mm -hmm. like can you do it sing us something like spit something right quick so I kind of grew up with that like expectation but now that I'm older I definitely protect my space Mm -hmm. a little bit more and I'm like all right give me a little Mm -hmm. bit of time to get ready and let me perform my best because that's what I want to give to you guys but yeah once I'm out the house it's I I just assume like everybody's watching me even if they aren't like right everybody's watching me and it's time to perform so yeah what type of music did you grow up listening to um so in my earliest memories we have um in the DMV we have a lot of uh like subculture music and so the Baltimore area has Baltimore Club um and it's a very fast pace if you're familiar with house or mm. dance or EDM it's similar to that um and then down south so that's up north and then down south we have um Gogo and so Gogo is a very um it's a very particular style. It's mixed with, um, it has African drums, um, it has jazz influence, um, it has rock influences. Um, it's really this conglomerate of all of these different experiences in music that come together to make this really unique sound. Um, and it's only in the DMV that mm. this happens and in specific pockets. Um, and so as a kid, my, my dad is a, DMV old head. So um, <laughs> as a kid, I was dancing to go-go, like two, three years old. There, there are home videos of me dancing to go-go. And then growing up, I grew up with Baltimore Club. And so having that fast-paced sort of house music um, was something that really became an influence for me. Uh, but then my peoples are from Louisiana. And so uh, I grew up with Second Line Jazz. Um, I grew up with Zydeco, which is another like regional um, music. And then I grew up with New Orleans Bounce. Um, and so there were all of these really strong musical influences that were in my household on a daily basis Mm -hmm. that like one day we'd be listening to Baltimore club and go, go. And the next day we'd be listening to, listening to New Orleans Bounce and second line and jazz. Um, and then blues, I I remember my great grandpa really loved blues. And so we had blues, um, CDs when I was a kid Mm. and, uh, that absolutely informed the amount of soul that I wanted to sing with. Um, cause it comes from deep within, Mm. you know? And so those are kind of like my core musical influences. And then as I started to, uh, discover singers and artists and things like that. 
um, I was a huge Beyonce fan. Yeah. Like, I remember making a little fort and I brought this little laptop in there and I would watch her whole B-Day experience tour video mm. like over and over and over again. I could recite it at that point because yeah. um, I, I loved her so much. And then Fantasia and Monica and all of the R&B girls, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, um, uh, Alicia Keys, mm. Erica Badu, like mm. all of these women were, were people that I just listened to on a regular basis. Um, and my mom had them playing all the time and my mom can sing too. Mm. So, um, she had them playing all the time and I'd always just mimic what they were doing and try to figure it out. Um, and then John Legend and, um, Anthony Hamilton, um, even some gospel, I'm not a huge gospel fan, but even some gospel, gospel like Marvin Sapp, um, uh, David and Tamala Mann and, um, uh, who else, who else, who else? Cece and B.B. Winans. There are just so many people that um, really influenced who I am as an artist. Mm. Um, and then as I got older, as a teenager, it was like Frank Ocean mm. and Janae Aiko yeah. and, um, you know, Kehlani and, and, ev and everybody like that. So I, I'm, I'm a student of music. Mm. I love finding new people to listen to. I love um, just diving into... Um, all of the different uh, worlds that music kind of opens you up to. Mm. Like now I'm listening to Chris Stapleton, Tennessee Whiskey, and yeah. I'm trying mm -hmm. to dissect his voice and yeah. see what he does best. I loved Pink as a, as a kid and um, Gwen Stefani and all of these people just made me who I am. Mm. You know, they somehow got into me and and it's it's what I love to listen to yeah. now. So yeah. I yeah. want to talk about since you touched on soul a little bit. Hold on, mm -hmm. let me write something down so I don't forget it. Yeah. Okay. The soul. It's one of those things where you either got it or you don't. You know what I mean? Where it's either developed from you. That's a weird thing. You can't be thirty and then all of a sudden. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's something that happens deep in the foundation yeah. that ends up being built, and that's one of the cool things that I felt from you originally, personally. I'm a journeyman. That's why I had to go and get something all the way from Sweden in order to go. Like, oh my gosh, what is that? Okay, tell me, tell That's me all home. about it. You see what I'm saying? Tell <laughs> yeah, me about yeah. it. What's going on? Because if it had been some girl from Southern California, I, I get it. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, chronic tacos. Okay, Taco Tuesday. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I get it. I'm right. bored. I have to go. I don't know where that's at on the map. I have no idea. I had no idea where Sweden was, much less Gothenburg, Sweden, much mm -hmm. less this. And now we find ourselves going back there twice a year, right? Yeah, yeah. So the funny part is, though, is when I do and am able to tap into certain soulful influences like yourself, Amethyst has a vibe. She you does. see what I'm saying? There's certain yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Lola has a vibe where that's actually something that's so deep within me that it goes like, oh, that's my grandma. Oh, that's right. my aunt. That's my... And it's just really funny how because I've been influenced like that from a tiny baby yeah. that it's almost like when I can put on an Alicia Keys or like a Beyonce mm -hmm. you're able or even hear your voice I'm able to back like a dog into the crate and go like okay I'm in the crate everything's fine you know what I mean mm -hmm. I don't I can actually relax so that's one of the few places where if I'm in let's say your house or something like that 
it's a weird thing. It doesn't happen in Sweden. It doesn't happen anywhere else other than typically like places with real soul, African-American households, things like that, where I'm able to walk in and actually leave it all at the door. Mm-hmm. Not not 90%, not 80%. I'm pretty good. 70%, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100% of it goes like, oh no, I'm safe here. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what's going on. Everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like sometimes I can't stay too long because right. I get a little buzzy. But <laughs> when I am there, it's like, oh yeah, this is it right here. It's yeah. Perfect. You know, I I um I've been recognizing. So we moved out here. It's going on two years. Mm. Two years. We moved out here in 2021. And um, I prior to moving out here, I felt this pull, and I couldn't explain it to anybody. Like I'm saying, like I feel this pull to LA. I don't know why I have to be here, but I have to be here. Um, and I've been recognizing that in certain places, and specifically in North America, United States, but sometimes it happens outside of the United States where something about the place will sound familiar. Mm. Um, and then when I get there, it's like this, I feel like there's something watching me or like there's something inside of me that's like, hello, like mm. you're supposed to be here. Like, yeah. it's good to see you. Yeah. Um, and it's that level of soul and familiarity that you feel like this makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I've been leaning into that a lot lately. So it's interesting that you bring that up. And it is like when you at your auntie house or your grandma house and you like, let me just sleep on the couch right quick. Yeah. You got a blanket and a pillow. <laughs> like, I'll just sleep here and stay all day because you feel comfortable. But I, I, I'm adventurous. I'm a Sagittarius. I love adventure. I love going out all over the place. And um, I'm always down to travel. And so it's been so wonderful to experience those energetic pulls from the places that I've been visiting. Um, and uh, yeah, I like I it. I like it. I want to hear more about your transition to L.A. Yeah. Because I it's always fun to hear about it's. Did you know how vast and big and dynamic and diverse and just this institution this empire that is los angeles county Mm. is so strange we're we're beach cities people i'm a beach cities guy i'm totally cool with la you know everything from you know let's say el porto manhattan beach you know all the way down to we'll take it down to long beach that whole chunk that 10 15 mile stretch i'm good do not ask me to go to the valley. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not happening. Right. It, if yeah. you see me out there, either someone has a very big paycheck for Venture O'Neill that I'm picking up, <laughs> right. or some there's an emergency that has happened, right, I'm not right. going out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we do frequent and get out there. Yeah. But and then there's also valley people that say, right. oh, I don't like, I'm not going out to the beach. I'm not doing that, blah, blah, blah. And it's just so funny. How was your kind of like awakening yeah. towards like, oh my God, everything is close, but Inglewood to here is it's a different feel right Right, has LA been what you thought it was gonna be who um I so growing up just the mentality of like the DMV area you're not really worried about LA Mm. like you hear LA and you're like all right like everybody want to go to LA Mm. like it doesn't mean anything but then I as I got older, and there was a, a specific catalyst that made me feel like, all right, I gotta go. Um, but when I got here, 
I fell in love. Mm. I was like, oh, like, this is the place for a person like me. Yeah. Like, in that small town, like, I stick out a little bit. Like, I need to be here mm. where there's so many beautiful women and it's mm-hmm. shining, the sun is shining every day. Yeah. Like, that was my initial response. Then we get into, so uh, originally when I moved here, I lived in Ladera Heights. Um, and it was a nice experience, but it was the the space was experiencing gentrification quickly. Like right when we got there, it was like completely different. And it's a historically black neighborhood. And so I, leaving my hometown, I was experiencing gentrification. And I was very upset by it because mm. it's like, I was born and raised here. Like, why can't I afford to live here, mm. you know? For the um, listener, we have a lot of people that are outside of America as well. Mm. And I just got the question of what is gentrification from Agnes. Oh, my Shout friend. out to Agnes. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead and explain. Spend a minute and just explain what gentrification is for our yeah, listener. Yeah, so there's a, a cycle um, with uh, real estate and property out here in the United States where um yeah you give the nice version and then i'll go ahead i'll I'll give go ahead go ahead (laughs) yeah yeah i got you so black people specifically i can speak from my experience but i know that a lot of brown people experience this as well um we are systematically um denied or things resources are removed from our neighborhoods um and at certain points where something becomes a value, if it's a location, um, specifically like uh, now Ladera Heights is is well positioned. It's 15 minutes outside of downtown LA. Mm. The beach is 10 minutes down the road. Um, it's become a hotspot. Um, the property values i can't my dad is an african-american he, he taught african-american american studies for 12 years mm. and, and so we'll, he has a better we'll have him on i got you though i'll yeah, just yeah, give yeah. the street version it's a form of modern colonialism that's right. basically what's going on and we'll take an area of inglewood let's say as a kid inglewood was a shithole oh my god in the early 2000s late 90s that was a place to go if you wanted to see really really bad things it was a third world country in side of America, right? Okay, cool. They start looking at Inglewood. All these other pockets start getting overpopulated. People from other sides of the country start moving to, okay, Manhattan Beach, Palos Verdes, Malibu, places like that, right? Get overpopulated. Now they start going, oh crap, there's no more room in Malibu. All the houses got bought up. So what do we do? Old rich white guys will go, Inglewood, I like the land. Let's see what we can do with that. Hold on. Oh, that house right there has been run down for 50, 60 years because of the riots, because of the crack epidemic that came through the 80s, all this just monstrosity that happened at a systematic level that we blame individuals for, individual crackheads, drug dealers, things like that. It's this humongous web that happened, you know, over the course of 50, 60, 70, 80 years, going back all the way to slavery, really, if that's what we want to do, but... What basically happened is you'll take the old guy from Malibu and he goes, I want to build a hotel. All right, let's go ahead and 
take this ghetto of people, houses that have been foreclosed on by the bank. Guess what? I own the bank. So now we're just going to pull all their loans. We're just really going to seize these properties, this and that. So now we have several apartment buildings. Let's demolish them, gut them and build high rises. Right. right. And then all of a sudden, as you get that process happening, you know, six, seven, eight times, there's high rises in this ghetto. Guess what? Oh, now coffee shops want to come. We were able right. to get these high rises populated. Now all of a sudden uh, we got white girls who are doing yoga studios right. and this and that start to come in. Now that the yoga studios are here, oh my gosh, we got to have uh, more Starbuckses. Now that the Starbuckses are here, we got to have a Panera Bread because we got to have, you know what I mean? It has to happen. And these chains start to come in, buy up the land. And guess what happens to the original people of that area? They get wiped out, right. you know, or best case scenario, they're able to find another situation somewhere else and just have to move to another poor area or settle another area. Right. But because it's LA County and it's such a gold mine and it's just, it's a beast, you know, that's kind of the process that happens and that's what we're seeing come around. And yeah. unfortunately, it just rises up prices. Things become more and more competitive and it just becomes very dog eat dog. And mm -hmm. that's gentrification in a quick little venture masterclass, Thank you know? You <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I had experienced it a couple times. Um, I went to school down in Clark, Atlanta, um, which is on the West End uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I would see white girls jogging and people on their bikes and stuff like that. And I'd have a little bit of an attitude. So coming here and being in Ladera Heights, I kind of felt that same sort of like, can it just be ours, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I initially had this kind of like, I don't like being here. And I'm, I'm very, again, I like to travel. I like to move around. I'm very spontaneous. So I was quick to be like, all right, let's go. So we actually, after the first year of being here, we actually moved to the Caribbean. Um, yeah, yeah. And we had work out there. We uh, run a nonprofit. And so there was a partner out there that we were looking to do work mm. with. Um, so it made sense. But um, we were very much like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Like, let's do something else. And then I, being there for a couple weeks, I was like, I got to go back. Mm. Um, so we came back and... Um, we settled in the South Central area, um, the Crenshaw District, mm. and um, it it's like a second home. Like I, I love it. Like to have the the um, the markets on Fridays and and Saturdays and Sunday the whole weekend. You can be outside and just enjoy your people and um, to to have that sense of safe and mm. home and like your aunties are right down the street and. Like it's, it's, there's so much reflection, like of me reflected in them. And it gives me a sense of home being away from the East coast. So I, um, I came and was like, I don't like it. And then I was like, I love it. Mm. And I can't imagine being anywhere else now. Yeah. I love it. Here. And I love for people outside of LA to hear that experience because it's almost like you got to understand that it's not a cookie cutter deal. There's right. so, it's so big. You can be in South Central, you can come down to Long Beach, you can go over to Calabasas, anywhere up there. It just mm -hmm. depends on what, how do you want to build your LA lifestyle? Because exactly. ours is completely different from something happening in West Hollywood. Yeah. It's like very different. And like me personally, that's where we want to transition into like the importance of environment. And that's right. what I'd like to talk about because for me, 
I have to be in something where the sky's the limit. I mm-hmm. can go anywhere on the globe. I'm totally cool. I just have to be by a coast because mm-hmm. the beach is my environment to where when I stick my feet in the sand and I look out into the ocean, I have to know. It doesn't happen with lakes. Lakes, I go, I think it's just this drive. It's this weird dog that's in me that goes like, oh, I can swim across that. Like it's, it's not Pacific eventually mm-hmm. I'll make it. But that you're like, I'm not swimming to Japan. That's <laughs> yeah. just, that's yeah, a no go. Yeah. But yeah. to look out there and go, oh yeah, no, I'm small. Like right. I'm not a big guy. I'm actually just one person. I'm right. just one little tiny little speck, right? Yeah. This ocean is important. Things like that. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm able to feel grounded and I go, okay, now with what like that, what can we do? Mm-hmm. How can we do the podcast? You know what I mean? And we come back in and we like, that's the thing. After every episode, I got to go out there. I got to take a lap, get some air and then be like, all right, let's make this one even better than the last one. Mm -hmm. Right. So like your environment, how, how, how does that play a role in your process? You know, I'm just sort of like figuring that out. I, um, I, I don't sit still. Mm. So I, again, like, I think it's, more than an East Coast thing, it kind of seems like you have similar values where you like to shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to dream as big as I possibly can. And my dad, I grew up watching him be a business owner and an entrepreneur. So I that's very much a part of who I am. Like, if you have an idea, double it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, make yeah. it as big as you can. Call the owner. Like, we don't we don't talk to managers, we talk to owners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just that level of wonder, that level of um, thought process, you know, is something that I've grown up with. So, I quite honestly, I'm, I'm excited to, like, keep traveling. Like, mm. I'm grateful because I think that my dad being the age that he is and being in his space now, he's ready to kind of find somewhere and sit still. Um, and he'll always, he, that's my road dog. He'll yeah. always be with me. Mm-hmm. But I know that he can be set up and straight. And I I, I anticipate in the future just continuing to travel mm. and, and keep moving. So I don't really know how environment. That's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's something to think about, right? Absolutely. It's something yeah. to yeah. where, yeah. for me at least, is I need, like I said, it needs to be the biggest physical, geographical, like, thing, like mm. the Grand Canyon or something right, like that, right. or like Yellowstone National Park to where that's where I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is, I'm just yeah. a little guy, like tiny right. thing. You know, it's cool. Let's talk about like money for a quick second. Cool. Cause you're talking about the transition and like business and things like that. Mm-hmm. I spent some of my high school time in Texas, right? I was right. like in one of the richest part, it was like South Lake, Texas. Like, oh my God, everybody's fancy here, this and that. Yeah. Right. And then you look at the house and the house, like as a kid in high school, it's a lot of money. It's like say two, three, four million dollars, right? For a big mansion in Texas, right? A lot of land, horses, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I got to Manhattan Beach. And then I got to the strand of like LA Mm -hmm. and you started looking at some of the prices and it was like 18, 20, (laughs) 30, 40 million dollars. And I was like, oh, do they know about this? I was like, do they know they don't have any money over there compared to this Chinese billionaire that's right here? (laughs) So it's just kind of a funny, that's like LA in a nutshell. Like when you get there, oh no, this thing is bigger than I thought it was, right? Right. And then also you start to see there's some negativities that like, oh yeah, hey, just the range is bigger. That was my number one thing because I, when I grew up watching all the movies from LA, all the shows, I was like, oh my God, it's so glamorous. It's so nice. It's so, Mm -hmm. it's so cool. So I have always had a dream of moving here since I was 
little. I was right. like, I'm going to drive a Range Rover. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to do all that. Yeah. And then when I got here and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> like Hollywood and the stars, they're not as fancy as it looks. Right. Um, but I think and people always tell me like, why are you still in LA? My, my family's always like, when are you moving back to Sweden? And I'm like, I can't, since I've grown so much in my confidence and what I want to do, this is a very vital place for me to be. Right. I, I can't be limited. Right. Um, whether I want to grow into the biggest, baddest person in the world or not, yeah. I have to be in a space that allows me to do whatever I want. Exactly. How, how big I want to be, how small I want to be, it does not matter, but I need to be in a space that allows for that. And I mean, Sweden is not, we're getting there a little bit, but there's a cap. Um, there's a, don't stand out too much. Don't, right. don't do this and then don't do that. Um, but here it doesn't have that. It's, yeah. I feel free to just be me. Right. Um, and, and just, I need to be in a space that allows that. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be right by the beach or in the mountains or in the forest. I just need it to be a space that allows me to be me. Right. Whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. I completely feel that. Mm. I think that that's probably what I would say. You know, like I, one thing is like connecting with nature. Mm. We ground. So we take our shoes off and and socks off and uh, we connect with whether it's the sand or grass or rocks. We love to hike and stuff like that. So um, I have to have nature. I, I, I think that's a, like non, you know, non-negotiable. I I need nature. Um, but I I agree with you mm. that it it really is more about being able to be myself on a daily basis. And um, where I'm from, it did feel a little like a little crouchy, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like a little, yeah. you know. So I I I absolutely felt like you know this is a good place to be. Mm. And no matter where I want to land, I think that this is somewhere that allows for you to be just you yeah so i agree with that yeah i got about two more things for you here and then you know we can sort of close things out but i want to talk about multiple genres of music because you noticed you know branching off and you're really getting deeper and diving into research and things like that it's kind of something i pride myself on a little bit your playlist is wild there is so many different (laughs) songs okay i'm gonna need to see your playlist because i'm a a playlist kind of girl i like to you know and and it's funny because people say that right they're like oh yeah i listen to a lot of music and i'm like sure you do like i'm sure you do but no like the country rabbit hole that i can go down just Mm -hmm. being and i was influenced i only spent a couple years in texas but just like i'll just all right cool this is what it does but the way i look at music is when i'm playing a specific song and i want to know if you do this or even when you sing is it's about the emotion. Mm-hmm. It really is about what I'm doing right now. And it has to help supplement whatever the task is at hand. So mm-hmm. if it's a workout, it's 100% gangster rap. That's <laughs> all it does. It's nothing else. That's all that goes. We can we yeah. can go to a different artist, yeah. but you're not going to change the genre, right? right? However, if we're cleaning or we're doing something like that, now we're in R&B, right? If we're on a road trip, it's country, right? Mm. If we're, what is it? I don't know, eating some food or something. Sometimes it might be like some weird rock or classical rock or things like that but like I really do go deep in Mm. those genres to be like oh yeah no this is a guy you probably haven't heard like I'll go to Texas in the middle of the honky tonk or whatever and be like they're like oh what you know about this venture and I'm Mm. like no come on now and like (laughs) you you ain't heard of Bo Peep come on now like so that's just like super funny but what do you use music for 
Yeah, so music for me is um, an expression of emotions. Um, I, if I'm feeling super, super through the roof happy, I play music to match that feeling. If I'm feeling sad, I play music that's going to make me cry. Mm. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, if I am in that mode in my brain, I find the music to match it. Um, and I, I like to kind of share more as like, cause when it comes to like the research and like the analytical side and all that, and like intentionally diving into different genres, I'm not as disciplined with it. Like if I happen upon something and I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about that, then I'll go into it. Or, um, if I like the way that a country singer did this with their voice, then I'll start studying that artist. But I don't deliberately say like, all right, let me go down this country road today. Mm. Or let me like stick with yeah. EDM and yeah. listen to all these like club mixes. Like I don't necessarily do that. However, I appreciate music mm. like down to its core. Mm -hmm. And so when it's like um, the Grammys or something like that, and there's an artist that I may not have heard of, but they're performing their asses off, I'm like, yeah, like I need to get into that yeah. because I appreciate the passion that comes with the music and the influences. Like even if it's rock or something like that, like I'm, I'm, I, I, I know Chuck Berry, you know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. Chuck Berry was, and Jimi Hendrix was up there doing a thing. So like, if I can relate to that, then I can hear what it is that you love about this. Mm. And even when it comes to sports, like as I'm getting more into boxing, like I really work to find like, why are they doing this? And that helps me better understand like the rules of the game mm. and everything like that. Um, so when it comes to music and different genres, I don't always like strive to find new music but when i when i come when it comes like to my doorstep i'm definitely like all right let me listen for why it feels so good mm. because there's a reason yeah. you know what i mean like whether it's what somebody has gone through or them hearing this guitar when they were in kenya or something like mm. that like like all of it contributes to that experience yeah. and that's what to me feels the best mm. Um, so I'm, I appreciate music in its full breath and, um, I'm not afraid to get into some other genres. Yeah. You know? like, I love it. I love it. That Good. was the highlight right there of the entire show. What you just said and I'll unpack it was why, right? You're always asking why. I think a lot of kids ask why and their parents get upset and they say, shut the hell up. Right. Yeah. When they go, why, why that curiosity sort of gets, or society will even school, whatever it is, that curiosity just gets capped, right? Mm. I feel like my childhood was the opposite, and I want to hear what you have because I just have it. It's one of those things you have to live with it, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, my dad was so profound in what he did to where he was pressuring me with why. I didn't ask mm. my dad why. He goes, well, why is this? Why mm. is that? He would show me, of course. Hey, That's I'm, a similar experience. You know, mm. you got like a 10-year-old a, a kid changing a tire on a full-size pickup truck. Right. And he's like, hey, I showed it to you. He's the type of guy to change the tire and mm. be like, you saw that, right? And I better have saw that mm. because, you know, I, if I lie, that's another bag of worms we're opening. But yeah, he saw it and he goes, okay, cool. Take it off put it back and then redo it. And um, then we'll get the hell out of here. All right. right and it's right. all right. Shit. Why are you doing that? Uh, I think it's, a, well, why are you putting the lug nuts in that way? Didn't you see how I did it? Yeah, I did. All right. Star pattern. All right. This right. and that. Now what do you do? Okay. okay. Now what? Oh, hey, what happens if this happens now? Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? So there's always backup plans. There's exactly. always this and that. Yeah. So 
the people, it doesn't matter if you're a singer, if you're a fighter, if you're an electrician or a poet or whatever it is that you're doing, the best people who I feel like master their craft at the highest level are able to transition their talent from A and use it for B, C, D, E, F, G, the rest of the alphabet yeah. by asking why, yes. right? And having the confidence to go, hey, this is what we do. This is what we got. It drives you crazy sometimes. <laughs> so that's why, like, I can say it, I preach it on this show all day, every day, right? But that's why we need more strong female voices right. and entrepreneurs to come in here because you're able to spin it a different way. I'm a soldier. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm yeah, going to yeah, yeah. see it a certain way. And, you know, maybe it gets to a couple group of guys sometimes that go like, okay, yeah, that's what I do. But we want this show to appeal to as many people as possible, mm -hmm. right? And that's where it is. Well, I think, I think with you, I when you keep asking why, 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 I, I very much encourage it because I think everything you do has to have a why behind it. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, there has to be an intention of why am I doing this? Why am I feeling like this? Right. Why, why am I treating this person like this? Like there has, to, there is always a why mm -hmm. to anything. Uh, when, when you ask me why it can be like, Why'd you put those shoes there? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I was in a rush. Why are we going to rush? Like, the, it, it just becomes a thing where I feel almost almost feel attacked by you. I'm working on that. <laughs> and I think yeah. that is where the issue is. Not because you're like, you want to get to the bottom of things, but it's like, it's things happened. How like, I'm dang. rummaging through yeah, right, to get right, to the right. root, yeah. to rip that thing out the ground yeah. and go, that tree's never growing there yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah, so I think that's what it is. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah. So uh, my, the, my tone on how I can do it, yeah. I'll find a way to make it more digestible. Mm -hmm. Isn't like that, that interesting though? Like my dad and I, we have to work through communication yeah. all the time. And I, um, I'm very much a person that will be like, are you feeling upset after mm. I just said that yeah. to you? And then we'll get, get into it. And then he's very much mm. a person that would be like, do you, are you, are you holding on to this right now? <laughs> like, so it's interesting to have to work through those experiences, but I do feel like at the core of that interaction, there is a desire to want to be there, mm. to want to understand, yeah. to want to at least for me, I, I always find myself saying, like, I love you and I'm not trying to hurt you. Like, I let's establish that real quick. Right. If we can both say, I don't want to hurt you, mm. then we can get our intentions straight and we can work through this issue. And I feel like with the question of why, it's something that a lot of people kind of brush past, but it's very important. Mm. Like, it's like, we got to establish that we're having the same conversation yeah. right quick. And once we establish that we're having the same conversation, then we can get into mm -hmm. the weeds and all that stuff. But I definitely, yeah, I feel that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And we'll touch on your, your family and your dad in that relationship too. That's yeah. a whole separate episode. I know. I mean, yeah. We don't got to get into it. He quiet anyway. I can tell we can get into that. But it's one of the things that as you talked about communication within your partners and things like like that yeah it's not just this podcast but it's like i've intentionally tried to pressure pressure test us within this relationship so that we've been together like five or six years now right however the level of communication and the hours that we've put into this intentionally 
there's, you know, there's not a couple, maybe 15 years. You know what I mean? Like whatever that curve is, we've been able to accelerate it to create this thing that goes like, okay, if the average person, it takes them 20 years to get to this level, I think we're there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I think, I don't want to compare our shit to anybody else's shit, but like it's pretty bulletproof. Like I'm confident. And it's taken a lot of time Mm -hmm. and practice because we are so different in, I mean, just how we grew up and then how we communicate, how we show love, how we... Um, get feedback, how we feel supported, everything that we do is pretty much polar opposite. So it's been, it's been hard trying to figure out, well, how do we communicate with each other to where you feel heard? I feel heard. Um, you, I don't feel like you're like, I'm attacking you. It's, it's so hard to figure that out. But I think once you figure that out and when you, when you want to figure out, well, how can we best communicate? I think that is when everything goes Though it's going to change everything. I agree. Yeah. It will. Agree. It will. And the coolest part is, are, are you single right now? You're in I a relationship? am. Happily. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. And like, Thank you. Yeah. I don't give advice. I don't like to do things yeah. like that. But just as like the thing that I've noticed within our generation, relationships, mm-hmm. it's it's a very different thing. There's a yeah. dynamic that's going on that's, uh, you know, you have internet involvement. You have things like that. It's very, very, very different from when this guy was figuring out, you know, right. what he's doing. It's yeah. like, and they say that every, oh, it's changed. It's, no, it's very different. And I'm right. watching it. There's guys, they're not confident to ask girls. There's girls that feel like they have to do everything and this and that. It's just this yeah. crazy. It's almost harder to put the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we have like a hundred people, it's getting yeah. a little complicated, it right? Yeah. However, the only suggestion is like, and I want to hear all about this, you know, down the road and things like that. You have to take, you already have the answer. The answer is right there. It's sitting right there. Mm. You have to, it may not look the same. It might be taller, shorter, whatever, whatever, this and that. Mm -hmm. However, there's key pillars. Just take those five key pillars. Mm -hmm. And once you see it, you go, oh no, this is familiar. I know exactly what that is. It was the exact thing that I saw with her. I go, my mom, she was the breadwinner of our family. She was killing it, doing all these things. You're very different from my mom, let's say, like complete opposite, right? But those pillars, when I saw it, I go, oh, there's a fire in there. I know what that fire is. I've right. seen that before. We might have something here. Hold on now. Self, right. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> right. Do we got yeah. something here? Wait right. a minute. What is this? Okay, let's let's just see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then it develops. That's the weird part where I think so many of the young ladies and the young guys too, I'm like, how do you not have the answer? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like, no disrespect, dude, but with what you're doing, I would have had 13 girlfriends by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Just say hi. Just right. go and say hi. Did you do that? No, why not? You know what right, I mean? Right, like, there's right. that why again, right? Exactly. Like, go out there. Just ask her what her name is. You don't yeah. have to do some big elaborate, like, airplane in the sky like (laughs) thing just go out there hey grab some coffee do something it's just really funny to where like look for that be intentional with what you're doing because just right off the bat you guy comes up and he doesn't have a job why why don't you have you don't have a job Mm. oh well i'm an artist and i'm doing this and Mm. that and that yeah you can do both what do you you don't you don't at least deliver groceries or do something like you got to put the things together and you know what's going on we really love that you got such a strong head on your shoulders you're able to come in (laughs) thank you as we're closing things out how was sort of your first podcast experience Uh, y'all it's through the roof y'all did a wonderful job it's so nice to be here i um 
I am very much focused on continuing to express who I am mm. authentically and to have this opportunity means so much to me. So thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anybody else that's trying to get on this podcast, it's absolutely a wonderful experience. Yeah. So. And, and that's the last question we love to leave with all our guests is who are maybe two to three people? They don't have to be in Southern California. It would be okay. good if they're local that you would like to see come on the show. We're looking for okay. a lot of strong female entrepreneurs like yourself but they could just be regular old guys like me you know whoever you got is there anybody that you might be able to shout out I know we put you on the spot a little bit (laughs) natural thoughts and talks let me think let me think um yo we can start with your dad on one of them if he's open I would love to come on and pick he has a whole life to share um (laughs) so he's definitely you know my dad is he's he's been present the entire time that's my Mm. best friend um Mm -hmm. and I value that relationship so much so my dad if even if he's like I don't know about Mm -hmm. the podcast he is definitely somebody that I would say is worthy of the time and the respect of having people Mm. hear who he is as a person um but then let me think I got because I got some homegirls and stuff that like (laughs) Yo, I just oh, I feel like I'm I'm selling everybody short right now. <laughs> Let me give me like ten more seconds. Okay. To think. Totally <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, no rush. But like, yeah. what I want to talk to him about is I want to hear about that's something that I want to try to replicate mm. as far as like that's the standard that you're mm. able to do is that's something that's pretty, I guess, I don't know, it might be rare, whatever it is, but that's sort of like as a dad and I see everything I do right now, the reason I work so hard is because there's this, it's not like a detailed family in my dream or mm-hmm. in my mind. I want the option to be able to do things. I'm right. a very simple guy. Like if you think about venture, I don't buy clothes. I don't buy fancy shit. Like I literally just want a pickup truck, probably a boat. And then you'll be like, where's venture? And he's like, he's off the coast of Catalina right now. Right, just right. like sailing around, being weird, right? Yeah. However, when he comes down, you'll be like, oh no, this guy's actually one of the wealthiest guys here in Southern California. Yeah. Why? Because a, I, I want to give all this shit away. Like, you know right. what I mean? I want to actually create change and provide value within my community, help uplift my people. Exactly. You need capital to do that, clearly. Right. However, I want my family to have options to do things. If we want to go buy a house in Naples, we don't need a house in Naples, right? But, like, I don't want the reason I can't have that house in Naples to be because... I can't financially afford something like that, right? Right. So that's kind of the biggest revelation I had was as developing as a young entrepreneur and a businessman is I thought that when you make a million dollars, oh, you you immediately got to go to there. And then I look around and I'm like, I don't really like these old white people. Like right, you're right, kind of right. boring. I don't know what it is. I don't like golf. I I like skydiving. I like mm. flying planes and tr- yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. However, I realized like, oh no, you do whatever you want once you hit right. a certain level, and right. it just builds on each other. Yeah. Things like that. But family. That's the yeah. pillar of everything I do. When I wake up in the morning, I go, how can I help push You know, the little girls that we might have in the future, the little boys that we'll have in the future mm-hmm. to give them the most amount of opportunity to find their craft. And if I could just play a small part in helping them master it, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's better than anything this podcast can ever be, whatever, like any, I don't care what I do, yeah. that's it right mm-hmm. there. I got my two. Yay. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, the first person is actually my nutritionist. 
Oh, cool. Um, and he's a family friend. Um, we've known him for years. His name is Joaquin Good. Um, he is... Where's he based out of? He's based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, yeah. When we get um, virtual, things like that, we'll grow the yeah. show and yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. He, we can have But he's a family friend, so he's been out to visit mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, we can definitely schedule something when we know that he's he's coming out yeah. to see us. Um, but he is somebody that we credit for um, giving us the tools to live healthier lifestyles, mm. um, to get us to a point where we can communicate effectively and um, so that I can get up on stage and be my most confident. Yeah. Um, and so he's a nutritionist. He's He has, um, I don't want to um, miss quote his credentials because he has a long list of credentials mm-hmm. but um his his core is in health and human performance mm. um and uh he just is a phenomenal uh human being and uh we rely on him so heavily to keep us I like running that. and ready yeah. so that's one person if you ever want to have a health episode yes. he has so many different um like nuggets golden nuggets mm. of information that just completely change your life um, and then the other person that I want to mention is kind of a person and business um, and on in the spirit of uplifting young girls um, and young black girls from Baltimore, the DMV area. Um, I have a mentor named uh, Miss Adrian Watson Carver, um, and she has a studio that I went to uh, called Studio A. And it's based in Baltimore, Maryland. She has one location in Baltimore, one location in Baltimore County. Um, and the the women that come out of that studio are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, they do everything. She she was Miss Universe. She was Miss all of these different things. Um, That's cool. And she continues to. I just had a conversation with her two weeks ago. Um, about finding an agent and finding other ways to, you know, continue to grow. She's always uplifting um, young black girls and making sure that we have the platform to continue to Mm. be our best selves. And so I'd want to shine a light on Studio A as a whole. Um, there are so many young women coming out of there. They, they do cotillions and give scholarships every single year to go to college. Um, they, I I remember just basically touring the Baltimore area and uh, modeling for anybody that would ask for models and, um, singers and all of that. So we are poised and ready to answer questions. We have our interview questions ready and we are Studio A Girls for Life. And uh, I highly encourage just looking up Studio A um, and seeing the work that they do. And a lot of times I'll be out in a different city. I remember going to Atlanta for, for college and um, I, I gave a speech in my speech class and I referenced Studio A and about two or three girls came up to me and was like, my sister's there now. Oh, like, wow. we're so glad she's there. Like, we've been like fighting for this and everybody pulls their money to get their, their girls to um, be at Studio A. So I absolutely want to uplift Studio A and all of the women that come out of there. And if you ever hear somebody from Studio A, just know that they about their business. Yeah, <laughs> I, like that. I like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. cool 
cool too when we get people all over the country or all over the world because as we travel if we find ourselves in baltimore that's Mm. a thread you know what i mean that's the most important thing and that's honestly as you continue to develop your career i have no uh, suggestions for singing (laughs) you don't come to me for anything like that but what i think i am as an outlier is the ability to connect with people yeah and be able to bring people together and Mm -hmm. i think this show is just a wonderful representation of that right right, and it's funny quick speech class you just sparked a weird memory trigger in there (laughs) when i remember i was at cerritos college and i almost failed speech class do you know why why what happened because i would go up the teacher didn't like that i would go straight from my seat to the platform give a speech and sit down that's all i did i didn't give an outline i guess you have to like write this outline shit and you have to like uh edit it Mm. or like do these note cards like i'm the president or something like that but like i have a gift obviously like i don't have an issue with what's going on took the speech class was like hey i just gotta speak and they're gonna give me like an Mm. a or whatever i was borderline in that class and that's where the authority thing came out how are you gonna tell me i'm better than you lady like no disrespect but you're just a professor at this juco here (laughs) like i you know you're doing your best but like i got something over here you know what i mean so it's like just speech class i don't know what i thought of that i i um signed up for choir Mm -hmm. at clark atlanta and um i was playing volleyball at the same time my practices were at the same time as the rehearsals um and i explained this to my professor Mm -hmm. and he failed me anyway so i failed choir oh no look at you now Uh, look at me now now. they don't know anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't they do not well guys this has been another great episode of natural thoughts and talks i'm your co-host venture this is hannah and i hope you guys had a great listen i know we sure did have a good day everybody Bye. bye